Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Lauren, and I don't think I need to introduce myself to the probably one, five, however many people that are listening to this because I gave a direct link. <laughs> Thank you, family and friends. Um, so this is this is absolutely my radio voice because I was told when I was um, a long time ago, about four years ago, maybe five, I was training um, to be a road cycle instructor. Road cycle is this uh, indoor spinning class that's very popular here, similar to the one that was very popular in America that I can't remember the name of. And um, I was told immediately that you need to drop it down because that's what people like. And I also learned that though before that, uh, when I was originally in radio a long time ago when I was in college, I did a radio show with my friend on an NPR affiliate station called The Culture Show because, man, are two 19-year-olds the most cultured people in the world? And we would uh, <laughs> and we would share the goings-on, going-ons? Goings-on, one or the other, of what is happening in Orlando. And so that is where I developed this radio voice. I can't get rid of, unfortunately, my American nasal sound. That will have to stay, but... I'm going to drop it low. It also is better in the, the throat to drop it a bit low because it doesn't necessarily come from the throat. It comes from a different place, although right now it's definitely coming from the throat. But that's because I haven't done my vocal exercises yet, so this is a little bit of a warm-up. So let's pivot. I decided to kind of give this whole let's have a podcast thing a shot because, well, first of all, I have a mic right now, a really decent mic. It's on borrowed time, but I have it. And, you know, at first I was playing with maybe I tell stories or even I recorded um, some some singing, which sounded awful. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, then it came to me like, you know what? I do a lot of like voice messages for text. And why don't I just actually channel that into something I really like, which is this uh, talking to no one in my room. (laughs) I developed that as a child, so why not just keep it as an adult, a 35-year-old adult woman? And uh, I also, this is kind of an experiment as part of my, you know, I started a newsletter, which I update every other week or so. And I thought this is a really nice way to bring that that newsletter to life, which is where I will put it. So hello, good morning, everyone who reads my newsletter. If I figure out how to put this in a newsletter, that's a big if. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, personally, oh my gosh, so much has been going on, actually. And I've been quite reflective uh, over the last few weeks of everything that has happened over this last year. I mean, relationship changes, I lost my job, I moved house, and it's, uh, and in many ways I'm shedding a lot of the the skin that I built up. You know, snakes get to shed their skin, so why can't humans? Because some of that skin is not, not serving me so well, especially as I am having to start a new life which is exciting and also you're in a process of of grieving because you have to grieve the old life right it's a chapter that's ended but a new chapter 
has begun and as I say that the sun is shining through the windows and there is this beautiful yellowish glow permeating my tiny apartment above the Amstel although it's not that tiny but by American standards it is and it's hitting the wood beams where the dark wood um, is in shadow and then this beautiful light is hitting it and it gives this kind of golden hue on uh, the side that's not in shadow so a little description of a beam that's what's going on (laughs) um so yeah I've been going through a lot a lot of reflection but you know I think this was very important this has been very necessary and I'm also at the stage of I'm ready to let go of things you know what they talk they you see a lot in especially in social media these these pictures with words on them uh (laughs) such a great way to describe it Uh, that says like letting go or let go of this and and you see the words let go a lot but nobody actually talks about what letting go is and what I have discovered is that letting go is a choice but a choice you can only make once you've allowed yourself to grieve because in order to let go you have to honor what you're losing I'll let that sink also for myself in order to let go you have to honor what you are losing and in order to honor what you are losing some people come up with rituals um, but for me it's it's owning the the heartache and whatever form that takes and heartache takes I think many forms and so all of that is to say is it's been quite a road it's been a bumpy road but I'm at the point of um, but the whole time I've been very grounded in the sense that I'm doing in some way I'm doing what I need to do even if I'm resisting it and the fact that I knew I was resisting it made me more grounded so isn't that ironic so now uh, I'm able to make some choices and I'm not going to share those choices. No, no, no. That's for me. But it feels good. And so I wanted to share a story about letting go. It's a very short story uh, that I've only told once before, but I find it kind of fun. So in the year 2017, I, um, well, I completely was head over heels for a uh, an improv cast member friend of mine and we started dating and I remember one time we went to see a movie together and then we went to uh, a vegan restaurant that yeah we were just both obsessed with but if you think about it it's like so bougie it's extremely expensive for food that is like just has the word vegan on it (laughs) But it didn't matter because I was bougie and I was falling in love and it didn't matter. So we get there and there's a woman behind the counter and she is beautiful. She has dirty blonde hair. She has eye makeup with that's um, made her eyes into cat eyes. She has dark, thick glasses that make her look a little bit nerdy and her lip ring gives her a bit of an edge. But what else gives her a big bit of an edge is an octopus tattoo 
peeking out from under her white short sleeve shirt. She is so cool. And something grows inside of me. A little bit of envy. Like, how can someone be like so cool looking? I didn't feel so cool at that moment. Actually, I felt very awkward. You know, the beginning stages of of falling for somebody, you're not sure how they feel about you. You're not necessarily, at least for me at that moment, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin because I was looking for affirmation from the other. And we were standing there together at the, the counter and he looks at her and he's like, wow, your tattoo is amazing. And we turn away and he's like, she is so beautiful. And that cut me. Now I went back up to the counter to pick up uh, our cappuccinos, late night cappuccinos, and I noticed in her ear a tiny piercing. A piercing that was uh, on her tragus. Now the tragus is the piece of skin that connects uh, your ear to your head. Uh, <laughs> it's like this like loose piece of skin that's not your lobe, it's the one above it. I don't know how else to describe it. And I thought maybe, maybe I could be like her. So cut to this guy and I have broken up. And you know when you go through breakups, you just want to change your physical appearance. At least that's what I had. I went, at one point I dyed my hair purple. At one point, um, I, uh, usually it's with my hair actually. I went from purple to black to red. I've cut my hair short. I've let it grow out long. I've made it straight. I've made it curly. Every possible thing. But this time, I decided to get a tragus piercing. And I am lying down on this long um, table and I'm looking up above me and I see this picture hand-drawn picture of a pig with Japanese writing on it and I was learning Japanese at that moment because of falling for someone and wanting to hold on to that heartache he had gone to Japan and I was trying very hard to read it, not giving up, not realizing that my reading capabilities were not so great at that moment. And the French uh, piercing artist was trying to, at that moment, stick this piercing into my ear. But it was very difficult and he was like forcing it in and I could feel my skin tear. And he's like, oh wow, you're bleeding. <laughs> Thank you. And as he's doing this, I'm trying not to focus on the blood. I'm just trying to focus on holding on to reading the letters on this stupid pig drawing because I was not going to give up. I was going to read it. And he tells me that I have a tiny tragus. Never before in my life have I heard those words before, uh, but it never left me. And he forced the piercing in but it didn't feel really good. And I gave up trying to read the Japanese letters. Now for months I had that tiny tragus piercing um, and it never actually quite healed. Turns out my tragus is too small. It is too small for a piercing. <laughs> but I thought, you know, it's already in there. 
I'm not going to get it out at this point. So for three years, I had this tiny tragus piercing. And for three years, my tragus was actually quite swollen. <laughs> but I, it, I, it got normal to me. And it wasn't until, actually, I think it was two years I had this. Apologies. It wasn't until I went to try and change out the piercing. I went to another place close by, closer to where I had lived at that point, which was in Utrecht instead of Amsterdam. And I went there and I was lying down and the woman goes, honey, this earring has been in your ear for way too long. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to let it go. And she's like, it's, <laughs> you're going to have to. Knowing full well that the consequences, I was very lucky that I had not gotten an infection yet. And so in one simple procedure, she takes out the tiny tragus piercing. And within three days, my tragus went back to normal. No longer was it swollen. No longer was it red. No longer did it hurt to sleep on my right side of my head. That tiny tragus piercing wasn't for me. But the act of finally letting it go, well, <laughs> So that was my story about the tiny tragus, which I love saying, by the way. Anything with, I, I have a thing with alliteration, so I also have a tiny telly, a tiny television that I loved calling tiny telly, and this was about the tiny tragus. And I talk about this also because I am considering getting another piercing, and for a second I thought about a piercing in my tiny tragus, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not that kind of girl, which is pretty cool. <laughs> It doesn't mean that I won't get a piercing at another point, but it's going to be for different reasons. And I am, however, getting a new tattoo, which I'm very excited about, but I'm going to keep mum on that as well because it's still in development with a woman that I've been working with um, twice now for my tattoos. And um, we have a very good artistic collaboration together, and I am so excited to see what we come up with for this one. But tattoos are different. Tattoos for me have always been, if I get one, it's to remind me of different moments in my life and different uh, things that I want to embody about myself. So they have quite a spiritual meaning for me. Getting a tattoo is in many ways a spiritual act, which is not for everyone, but definitely for me. <laughs> so I am going to pivot again. So in my newsletter, I like to talk about like um, things that inspire me or things that are going around town. And if there's anybody in the Amsterdam area, I want to give a couple shout outs to things that are happening. Um, so Flock Theater, a really great improv group in Amsterdam, is hosting uh, for one weekend only, the weekend of Thanksgiving, which is <laughs> so American of me, um, which is the 23rd, 24th of November 
a Matrix improv show with live music. And if anybody's going to put on a good show, it's going to be these guys. Tomorrow night, there's Power Pints at Boom Chicago, hosted by um, someone else I know in the improv community. And uh, my friend uh, Lara also hosts Alternative Comedy Night uh, tomorrow night in Mezrab, which is the house of stories where I learned how to do storytelling. Um, And on Monday night, I'm going to see The Scratch. I think the tickets are sold out, though, in Paradiso. I had to check. It's actually Paradiso. I'm sorry, I'm Nord. There's two locations. I would have gone to the wrong one if I didn't uh, check this morning. So, yes. Uh, and they are a Dublin-based um, four-piece band. That's like a mix of Irish folk and, according to the website, metal. But I would say like a on the spectrum of metal, more like rock, folksy meets punk. But what do I know about music? I just make up terms. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to get inspired, two albums dropped. Um, Andre 3000's new album dropped the other day, as well as Dolly Parton's new album. And God, she is, ugh, she's such a star. Um, this woman has been making tunes and hits forever, and she still got it, and she looks great on the album cover. So take a listen that's what's going on around town and also what is actually inspiring me because there's so many things happening and so many things that you can choose and even if you have no plans on a friday or saturday night you're never alone because there's always an option which is i think that feels really good to most people right well it does for me just saying and to close off this podcast because I, I you know ideally I get other people on uh, and it's not just me talking because at some point I don't want to talk anymore <laughs> uh, I wanted to copy something from uh, one of my favorite or my favorite DJ Greg James on BBC One Radio uh, he has a show called uh, or a segment called Unpopular Opinion and the song is like what it what is your unpopular opinion? Something that, 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 that you've been afraid to share. <laughs> Everybody always forgets this like very difficult uh, part of the song <laughs> that introduces the segment. You see like Jake Gyllenhaal on there, Tom Holland, and nobody can say this part right. Um, I don't know. I, I love it. So he has an unpopular opinion and callers call, call in with their unpopular opinion and a celebrity plus Greg James kind of like debunk that opinion or not. So I was looking on Reddit, a great place to find unpopular opinions. And I saw one that I want to share that I think is kind of funny. And I'm curious what your opinion is. You can always email me or text me. The opinion is older, slightly chubby cats are way cuter than kittens. And this is by someone named Gold Garage on Reddit. (laughs) Uh, Their argument is that they have more personality. They're generally better behaved. They're perfect for smooshing one's face in two. And they're just delightful. Kittens, of course, are adorable, but they eat all your charger cables. Their claws are like fishing hooks and they're always so hyped up. Um, Give me an old fat cuddly puss puss any day. <laughs> you know, when it's put it when it's put like that, I totally agree. I um 
kittens are adorable. And what I love about kittens is that you have this delusion that you can train them into always wanting to be picked up because they're okay about it when they're kittens. And try picking up an older chubby cat or just an older cat, good luck with that. Unless you have trained them from the beginning, that cat is going to want to leave your clutches as much as possible. You cannot mush your face into that cat while you are holding it. However, I also agree that older chubby cats are very cute. My cat um, that I unfortunately uh, had to leave behind at the old house was a bit older and definitely chubby. And there was nothing better than when she was just sleeping soundly. <laughs> I would uh, put both hands on on one hand on one side of her fat chubby body and one hand on the other side of her fat chubby body and just go, <laughs> which she hated. <laughs> uh, it was so cute. And all my pictures are just full of cute kitty fluff. So I actually uh, tend to agree that slightly chubby cats are way cuter than older slightly chubby cats are way cuter than kittens so i agree with you gold garage but i'm curious if other people think that and if you're not a cat person i am sorry but i you know i also know that to each their own i like dogs as well but i'm definitely more of a cat person um and everything else on reddit is not great except for this one i will also um read uh pumpkin pie and this is by Kboy. uh pumpkin pie is best served freshly heated from the microwave they say i have enjoyed fresh or stored bought pumpkin pie best after letting it chill in fridge and slice a hefty slice of pumpkin pie then heat it up in the microwave for 30 seconds to one minute depending on the size of the slice after it's been heated in the microwave, I top it with a generous amount of whipped cream, which starts to melt right away, and then enjoy before the pie cools off too much. Anyone else enjoy pumpkin pie this way? Ooh, well, uh, cave boy, unpopular opinion, I do not. This sounds disgusting, and the first time I read that, I actually wanted to gag a little bit in my mouth. Um, the idea of, first of all, like microwaving your pumpkin pie, like canned pumpkin pie and then microwaving it sounds disgusting to me. It sounds like baby food, actually. And um, then putting a generous amount of whipped cream, which then melts onto your baby food pumpkin pie, just sounds like you're eating whipped cream pumpkin soup, which also sounds disgusting to me. Now, I do like pumpkin pie. I'm a weird person. I'm the only one in my family that likes pumpkin pie, but it must be chilled. Uh, it must have texture. Uh, when it's chilled, it has texture. So I am not gumming my food. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm not a gummer. <laughs> so this, I disagree, disagree, disagree. All right. Well, that was my first attempt at a podcast. A, I think I'm going to be calling this a pearl of nonsense, but you know what? I'm just going to see what happens and where the flow takes me and how it takes me. So I wish you the best rest of your day. Enjoy every moment and I will catch you on the flip side. Now pretend there's music playing in the background here. Doodaloo, loop, boop, boop. <laughs>